you back to 98.9 WTRH The Truth If you're not listening to The Truth Then it's false The Thursday Thursday Podcast And I'm here with my lovely co-host The Her Hey y'all Hey Wellness check How's everything going? Well as you can tell I'm still in and out with my voice Sinuses are draining So she doing her Mickey Mouse thing today It's not as bad as it normally is Mm, But it's bad You know what? You're bad your mom's bad. Your, mo- your mom's bad. Your mom's bad. Anyway, moving this along. Yes. We have a special guest. Yes, we are excited for our <laughs> guest today. Uh, if this is your first time listening on the Thursday Thursday podcast, we talk about a lot about relationships, marriage, and because we want to make sure the right information gets out there because there's a lot of misinformation in social media and TV about how relationships work. A lot of documented failures documented failures but not documented work and there's a lot of people making themselves superstars giving bad advice <laughs> right that they themselves can't follow so you know we get on here we talk we use reality tv as a topic point sometimes and then you know sometimes we just make up some stuff and most times we bring on some guests couples and everything like that so you can get real life situations experiences and how they come through it because life is not perfect nope it's not it's not we want it to be but it's not today we're bringing on a good friend of mine who i consider a sister i've known her for quite some time and i'm going to let her introduce herself (laughs) i was thinking today too how long we've known each other because lauren introduced us right yeah we met on the uh photo shoot calendar that is right mm-hmm. okay and so we're talking about it's about 10 close I was to 10 say years 10 years because okay. my son was not out of middle school yet wow that was and, a while ago <laughs> and he is now 23 wow so yeah it's been some time yeah you're yeah, telling you're telling years. our age right i was gonna say y'all old, y'all old. a little bit you know <laughs> better flyer yeah, wiser. Yes. yes. At any rate. My name is Meek. Hello, everybody. Um, Tamika Perry, but I prefer Meek, and I'm excited to be here. We are excited to have you. I really am excited by the topic. That was good. Thank you. <laughs> Did you? Because we talk, so I, I didn't, in the last couple of times you've been on my show, so did you know that this this is like some of the things that I've been working on? I did not. So you're being used as a vessel. Right. Because from the time that we had decided that you were going to be on, mm-hmm. every day I was wrestling with something. I said, man, I don't have a topic. I mean, you even know that. I said, I don't have a topic. I don't have a topic. And when I finally had one, it came to me at like 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh. So, yeah, you're definitely being used as a vessel. Yeah. And absolutely, before we jump in, let's plug your podcast so oh, people yeah. oh, are yeah, aware yeah. Tell, <laughs> to hear you. Tell everybody everything yes. you got, everything, what, what you have going on. Um, I am an entrepreneur yes through and through so grateful to have finally realized that about myself I struggled um, being an employee or part of some kind of leadership team yep. and some kind of organization for years and going back and forth but um, yeah so my day-to-day I own a logistics company mm-hmm. 
So anybody that's listening, if you know of a truck driver or somebody that's interested in getting into the the transportation industry on any level, uh, I offer trainings. I do an educational component uh, to teach people how to dispatch, find the money, book the money, and uh, follow through with was getting a load where it needs to be. And it's a new passion of mine. Mm -hmm. I did not know that I was going to love it as much as I do. I did not know that I was going to be as successful as I have been thus far. And I am pleasantly surprised and very excited to see where it goes and where it takes me. Um, But it doesn't surprise me because I started a company back in 2013, Spit and Sketch Live, um, which is an entertainment company. And under that uh, umbrella, I've created hundreds and hundreds of events in my career um, working with artists and entertainers here in Columbus and the Midwest. By the time I was done, I had expanded a little bit um, into the Midwest and just booking gigs. So now that I'm doing something similar, but in the transportation industry, Mm -hmm. it really just has let me know like what kind of person I am. Mm -hmm. I'm a facilitator and a connector and I um, take a great deal of pride in being able to link people up with the resources they need to succeed Mm -hmm. specifically entrepreneurs um and whatever it is that they're doing so i kind of took all of that that i learned doing that kind of stuff and applied it to the logistics company and it's working and now i can understand why i went through and dealt with and grown grew through a lot of different things doing the stuff with spit and sketch and i didn't want to let that go but when COVID hit, I was like, oh, I'm not going to do any events. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I, I was thinking about buying a venue, right? As co- I mean, there was a lot I was getting ready to do with that. Wow. COVID hit and God said, that's not the direction I want you to go anymore. Right. And even now, like I, I, I see us trying to come out of it. Mm-hmm. But I also see in the media that there's some we'll be dealing with this for a while. Mm -hmm. This isn't something that's just going to go away Um, this year or even next year, I don't think. I feel like it'll be a while. I'm now grateful in hindsight that I did not follow through even now this year when I was like, oh, let's revisit the venue idea again. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Mm, no, I don't want the stress Mm -hmm. of having that overhead if we're going to keep dealing with shutdowns and things of that sort. So I was like, but I still want to be out here. So I created a Three Queens and a King podcast. Um, we drop a new episode on Tuesdays, uh, mostly every week, um, unless life happens, which happens more often than I yeah. than I care for. But right. uh, but pretty consistently, we're putting out some content, and it's pretty dope content. I feel like um, it, it really is just an opportunity for pe- people to come on and share their experiences on a vast variety of topics uh, in a safe space. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I felt like not a lot of people are able to have conversations about some of the things that we see going on around us um, from a place that is genuine and then of a place of curiosity. Mm -hmm. So while working in uh, the political field with nonprofit organizations, I had a lot of non-people of color come to me and want to have really serious conversations and ask questions about what it was like to be a person of color in America right now. Yeah. And me specifically, my experience Mm -hmm. being a black woman um, and what what I was surprised about was just how patient and caring and tactful the conversations Mm -hmm. were with people uh, that just wanted to do the work to help these communities, but really didn't understand the extent of the systemic racism Mm -hmm. until Mm -hmm. some things started happening in the last three to four or five years. Right. Mm -hmm. So then they're, they're, they're wanting to know, um, how do you, deal with the fact that you have a, a black son that's right. a young young black male you know mm-hmm. and, and the things that are going on or um 
how do you deal with, you know, the hurdles of wanting to learn like the financial system Mm -hmm. and learning how to uh, negotiate interest rates and buy a house or you want to start a business and you don't have the same resources that are available to you that are available to non-people of color. Mm -hmm. um, Do you think white supremacy is a real thing? And I'm like, wow, this is interesting. The level of ignorance, not to be disrespectful, but ignorance is just that, it's lack of knowledge. So these people just did not have the knowledge got me to thinking man maybe we need a platform mm-hmm. so we're in season two um and we've talked about everything under the sun mm-hmm. everything All under right. the sun and i just feel like it's uh it's healing you know a lot of people they get into doing podcasts they have you know very clear vision they want to hit this listenership by this time and i have goals and i don't want to say that that isn't a thing mm-hmm. but what i'm starting to understand is that it's just more of a um it's more of a healing outlet for yeah. myself yeah. and the people that are coming on the show. Yeah. And it's it's really God led because I don't um, I don't ever know who's going to be a guest or I don't ever know what the topic is going to be until the week of. Mm-hmm. And I just try to listen to spirit. Like mm-hmm. you, yeah. you know, said mm-hmm. you woke up at two o'clock in the morning with a topic. You knew this is what you wanted to do. It often comes to me like that right. or through a conversation uh-huh. or something. I'll say, you know what? We need to discuss that. And um, yeah, that's what, that's what we got going. So you can check it out um, on any listening platform that you choose apple google um anchor.fm is is my home base and uh, we have a, a website uh threequeensaking.com yeah. um you can also reach out i do public speaking i just finished a couple of tedx talks um over the spring talking about uh, the power of empathy when discussing racial divide mm-hmm. and um and i blog and it's all you know to help other people but it's really like giving me giving me an outlet to heal yeah so i'm excited i am i don't know where it's gonna go i don't know if i'll ever like really you know make uh, a solid income off of that particular uh project that i got going but if i never make a dime it is really helping me when you're helping helping yes and you're helping helping other people people. yeah yeah absolutely we we are we are definitely right here man because um i had a i had a co-worker former co-worker of mine you know her and her husband they were white and in the middle, in the middle, or, or some, you know, sometime around the George Floyd, they actually called me, and I think she was sitting in the living room, and she's like, "Who are you talking to?" And I was just dropping all this stuff, yeah. and she said, "She said, Hark, we don't know. I don't know. Why are my black neighbors mad at me for supporting this? Yeah. For saying blue lives matter? Yeah. But I, I, I understand this and then this, and I really had to break all this down." And by the end of the con- we did we had to talk twice, and at the end of the conversation, she was like, "Wow, I, I didn't know that." It's it's um, it's refreshing that people wanna wanna know. I don't yeah, and that's the thing. I don't have a problem having a discussion Mm-mm. with people that want to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But those that think they know something, like you, yeah, you out of bounds right there, man. Yeah. It's not right. it's not that fight. Yeah. You don't know what you're talking about. I had a I had um. Where I live, they're getting ready. To, I live right behind a rec center. They're getting ready to build a gazebo. Oh, they're building a gazebo. It's up. They're getting ready to lay the concrete and what have you. And uh, the team that was putting it together, the guy that was leading the team, uh, took a liking to me mm-hmm. and let it known, let it be known. And uh, he's a he's a, a Caucasian man, and I've not ever considered dating outside of my race. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am biracial. Some people think that's crazy, but I don't identify with that side of. Mm-hmm. Um, 
my my makeup. So mm. at any rate, uh, I know topic? that's a new topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a new topic. Uh, but but I I in um, just as a side note, in the same breath, on the flip side of that. I think it is because I was raised by a white woman exposed to both sides of the culture that of my makeup that I that non people of color don't view me as a threat so they feel like they can talk to me. I think it's a benefit. I think mm. it benefits for that end of it. But at any rate, this guy, uh, yeah, interested and we're talking and we're texting and then he's getting ready to leave one day. We're sitting on the front porch and we start having a conversation and I don't know how. I brought it up. I cannot remember, but Spirit said you need to know this about him. Mm. So ask these questions, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I I was, it started with systemic racism, something about that okay. I mentioned, but with a straight face, he told me that it doesn't exist. Mm. What? Oh. And that, <laughs> and, 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 and was just really able to justify. Oh, I might cry. I'm sorry. Was just really able to justify the fear that we live in, you know? Like, wow. was able to justify Andre Hill. Was able to justify Sandra Bland. Wow. And Tamar Rice and Sean Bell. Sean Bell wow. was years ago. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember, even our listeners, as we're, he was in New York City coming out of a strip club the mm. night before his wedding, unarmed, mm. and got shot. So many times. Yeah, I think I remember that. I remember that. that. This was this was maybe ten or fifteen years ago. This was a long time ago. Yeah. But this was one of the very. Fir- I wrote a poem about him. This is one of the very first incidences that really made me like start to look at because my son was young, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm just like that could have been my baby. Oh, it was just he just was able to justify. And finally, I brought up George Floyd, and all he could say was, mm, you know. Maybe he couldn't breathe. Maybe he was lying. I could not even control my emotions enough to to rebuttal that statement. Mm -hmm. To like give him facts and dates because you you just it's it will never leave us. You know what I mean? It's like stuff that we will never forget in our time living in our history. Stuff that has happened. So I just walked away. He was in mid sentence. I just walked away and shut my door. I didn't talk to him for three days, and he called me or texted me just this past Friday, just the other day. And uh, I hope you had a good Friday, Meek. You know, I've been thinking about you. And I said, I was real quiet, and I didn't say anything for a minute. Then I texted him back. I said, the amount of fear and anxiety and anguish that that I live with, that I watch my people live with, that we deal with every single day being black in this country, in the world, really, but specifically in the States, I could never, ever consider dating a man that doesn't even want to try and empathize with my plight. Mm-hmm. Right. I said, you swiftly reminded me why I don't date outside of my race. I cannot be your friend. Please do not contact me again. So those kinds of conversations, I can't have. Right. If you don't even want to to try to understand what right. I'm saying to you, I, then... He just had a rebuttal for everything yeah. I brought up to yeah. justify wow. why it went down the way that it did. Yeah. And all I all I heard, the Charlie Brown, <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Yep. in my head, all I'm hearing is he deserved to die. He deserved to die. He deserved to die. He deserved. And I just I was like, I can't. I can't. So 
So I do some of the stuff I'm doing right. to have those kinds of conversations. Right. But he's not worth the time to even have the conversation. He's not. A, he's a, not open to yeah, it. Yeah, a non-person would, of color. Yep. He's not open mm-hmm. to maybe possibly that your privilege is what keeps you from overstanding what I'm saying to you. Yep. Right. What white, what white privilege? I've been called a honky. I said, please go away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that since the Jeffersons. Get man. out of here. Should have said, said uh, put Rocco on him. <laughs> right. <laughs> to be honest, I probably should have paid attention because Rocco loves everybody. But when this dude would like come to the fence, Rocco would go buck nutty. Yeah. And I just. Dogs. Dogs. Yeah, they dogs know. Can, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. At any rate. <laughs> wow. We almost went left into a whole different we conversation. We did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fine. It's not always about script. We got to go yeah, where the conversation yeah. leads. So, you know, we're always about having real conversation. So it's fine. <laughs> I just hope that he takes a, a step back and thinks about what you said to him in that text. Well, I'm hoping because he liked you. So if you're spitting some kind of something to him in this text, like I can't even be friends with you. Maybe that'll sink in. I'm hoping. You know, and I thought the same. I thought I'm the hoping. same thing that what what I heard Most High say when I was meditating on it. Because I, I don't like to be rude to people, mm-hmm. but I come off really, um, I've heard aggressive, assertive, harsh, you know, just because mm-hmm. I'm a no-nonsense and I'm very direct with, with how I speak. And I don't have a, time, a lot of time to waste. So, But what I heard Spirit say to me when I was meditating on the other day was, I just used you as a vessel to plant a seed. Mm-hmm. It, it's going to germinate later on down the line. It'll be something else. And what really tripped me out is that he's, his stepchildren are mixed. And I just, I was like, wow, that, mm-hmm. I, I wonder what that household's like, mm-hmm. you know, his ex-wife is Caucasian, but her children from a previous marriage were, were with a black man. Mm-hmm. So I just, I was like, I, I just wonder what that, what that dynamics there, yeah. you know, with him feeling the way that he does about, about things that are very obvious yeah. that you choose to ignore. And that's the fact. That's what I'm like. You have to be ignoring it. You like you said, his children are biracial. He had an interest in you. So how can you not consider what people that are different from you are going through if you have an interest in them? Yeah. And and your inability to even open your mind that I I, I, there was just so many scenarios that were going through my head while he was just talking gibberish to me. I was like, what if we were out one day and somebody called me, uh, you know, a racial Mm -hmm. slur? How would you react to that? Would you justify that while I'm standing there being mm-hmm. disrespected? And then would you justify me clocking you? <laughs> I said, we just don't need to catch any cases, Rico. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because you don't know how you're going to react. Because yeah. I, was, I was livid boiling inside. Boiling inside. Imagine. By the time we got to George Floyd and how he justified that, I just... <sighs> it was just a lot. Well, kudos for you for planting the seed. Kicking a little yeah. bit of knowledge. Just, just, a, a, just a tad. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I don't think I... I don't think I even... Yeah. Good job. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> let me see what it looked like. Don't let me catch you on the street. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> if y'all can see the way he's looking at Oh, my gosh. So, so we got Meek down here. You all pumped up now, right? You know what? <laughs> <laughs> So her, her energy just rubbing all off on you. Man. Hmm. Sorry. Go anyway, ahead, sir. Uh, I want to say this one part. Um, Meek doesn't know this, but like 
like we stated when we met on the photo shoot for Lauren Luna's calendar. Yeah, I was going to say that's Luna that did our shoes for the wedding, right? That's right. Okay. Yeah, she did our shoes. Mm -hmm. Meek was doing jewelry. <gasps> yeah. She was doing jewelry for the models. <laughs> okay. Like bead bracelets and necklaces and all that. And she doesn't know it, but when I saw some of the stuff she was doing, I was like, I can do that for men. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that it, it sparked it. I didn't know. Yeah, and I, I think I reached out to you a couple of times about. That, I do uh, recall that. What kind of what kind of wire and stuff? Yeah, to use. how should you do it? Yeah, and that was all. It was like maybe ten. Well, because I really started getting into it a couple of years mm -hmm. ago, but a lot of information she gave me. You know, it was a lot of figuring that stuff out. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of information you gave me. And what we had talked Look about has sparked that. I did it. <laughs> You're reminding me like of my journey, right? I forgot. I haven't thought about the fact that I started out, yeah, doing jewelry. That's that's what got it all going. Yep. Because I've always been a creative. So mm -hmm. I paint and I write and I perform poetry. And yeah, I started out with crystals and stones and mm -hmm. yeah, and kind of yeah. just went from there. From there to events. And then I stopped really creating because the events just kind of took off. Yeah. 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 That I, is crazy. Because I'm the same way. Like, the last couple of years, I've been struggling with the nine to five thing. And just this last week, I had to sit down and think about when I was at my happiest. Mm -hmm. And even though I didn't like the job when I worked with the school system, I didn't like working with the school. Mm -hmm. But as far as being employed, that was my happiest time mm -hmm. because at some points I was able to create and do stuff with the kids, mm -hmm. create events, mm -hmm. even with the rec centers. I just didn't like working for them. And that's where I was able to use all my all the create creativity that's in me mm -hmm. that I, sometimes I, I feel like it's just being wasted. But now over the last couple of years, you know, she's helped me rejuvenate that. And try to start my own thing. Yeah. And oh yeah, I'm good at something. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> that is that is yeah. That's crazy that you're reminding yeah. me of that. Yeah, I, I you, now you're now you got me thinking. Like I think I have to take stock too. Like when when I was the absolute happiest doing what I love to do, it was always just the lack of funds that were coming through that exactly. ever had me going back to finding a job or anything like that. Exactly. Um, but. I think I probably was the happiest when I first started out. Yeah. And just that passion. It was just mm -hmm. a fire in me. Like, I want to... I just remember asking, being asked to be put in a position to be heard, though. Yeah. And to be able to, like, touch our folks, you mm -hmm. know? So I remember doing my events, and I would always drop some kind of, like, little piece of information at the beginning or at the end of the show. Uh, just pertaining to like our people and mm -hmm. the food we're eating mm -hmm. or how the music is affecting us or how the media is affecting yep. us or, you know, things like people might not be thinking about. Yeah. Um, and we kick it and we'd have a good time and that'd be all well and good. But it never failed. After a show, two or three days later, somebody would hit me up and be like, so you remember when you said, <laughs> I was wondering if, and I'd be like, there it is. Yes. So, so yeah, that is when I was, I was the happiest show. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and dig into this topic. So this is our sixth episode in the second season. It's called Secure, Single, and Strong. All right, so what we're discussing is single life before 
in after marriage, some of the challenges that you're facing and some of the things that you might see out there from even your friends. Because we normally talk about the union and the structure of relationships. But I think a lot of times one of the things, the points we might indirectly make is about being secure within yourself Mm -hmm. to get to a point where you want to be married or even if you don't need to be. But being secure as a single black woman, what keeps you going forward and um, how do you overcome some of the stereotypes that some men have or you know how they might try to treat you a certain way as opposed to what they see on the internet or or anything so you know guys that may not have it together and we just want to dig into you know your experiences and and your feelings just being a single and secure woman there's a stigma first of all that um is attached to women that are single that that they're strong. <laughs> I mean, because we have to be. Mm-hmm. Not because we choose that. We don't have a choice. I was married for 13 years. Mm-hmm. I walked away from that marriage. I chose to do that. Um, there were times in the beginning of being on my own again that I really felt like I made a huge mistake. Mm. And... But it, but it didn't have anything to do with the relationship, more so uh, just being alone mm-hmm. and having to learn how to navigate the world. Yep. And then, too, learning a lot of things about what's going on around us in our society and the level of deceit that we deal with on a day-to-day basis. And then facing that solo was terrifying. Mm. Um, like, real panic attacks about what if something was to occur. I don't have anybody here with me. Mm. You know, how long would it take if somebody didn't hear from me for a few days for somebody to come check. Right. You know, things like that. So real, real concerns. Yeah. Um, I don't think we're designed to be by ourselves. I agree with that. Yeah. Me too. You guys will have to forgive my emotion. I was telling Joe, these are some of the things that I'm dealing with just today, just Mm -hmm. the past few weeks, but... We're not designed to be alone, and I don't know why the society encourages for us to not come together mm-hmm. and what that benefit is. And if I think about it too hard, it hurts my head and it hurts my heart. Mm-hmm. But we don't know how to communicate with each other. We don't know how to love each other. We don't know how to lift each other up. None of the reasons that people are coming together are based in... Um, wanting to be there for one another and just build you know it's what can you do for me and yeah. how do I benefit having you around so all of those things uh, keep me solo mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like what do you choose to combat today <laughs> it's okay it's just hard yeah but if you don't love yourself, you're not going to attract what you really want. And Absolutely. I think that was the longest lesson that I've had to learn, and I'm learning it still every day, um, how to love me and then put that out into the world so I can attract my reflection. Right. 
because when you attract the same situation in a different form over and over again, you have to at one point stop and remember or realize that you are the common denominator. Mm. So if you keep dealing with the same situation over and over again, what are you doing wrong? Mm. And sometimes that's a really hard pill to swallow when you're moving in a space of ego. You're not listening to God and you're Mm. not listening to the connection and you're not, you know, praying or working on self. So about five years ago, I said, that's going to be my focus. And I slip up all the time and end up in a space of ego. I'm getting better about it. um, And I stay in a space of gratitude and grace and offering people um, enough room to really just learn themselves Mm. and not be so quick to be like it's because of what you did that this didn't work you know like now I'm like okay what was it Meek what could you have done better here Mm. and sometimes it's just down to the point of you knew that wasn't the right choice yeah yeah so why'd you go that route so you you know that was you yeah that was on you Mm. because that person showed you who they were immediately so believe them Absolutely. And I just to, you know, go back before, you know, I met this guy, (laughs) (laughs) H-double, you know, I single, had never been married, no children, educated, corporate worker, make good money. But it was always people were judging me. Well, you're single. What's wrong with you? Why aren't you married? When are you going to have kids? And, you know, that started making me feel bad about myself. Like, well, what's wrong with me? I'm educated. I'm a good person. I believe in God. You know, I'm, I'm praying. I'm trying to work on me. I try to be the best, best person that I can be. But what's wrong with me? God, why am I by myself? But then it just, you know, I would see friends and family around me with men who they know they shouldn't have been with. But they didn't want to be alone. Yeah. And yep. I'm like, I can't do that. I refuse to settle mm-hmm. just so I'm not by myself. But I would just continue to pray and say, you know, I'm waiting for who God has for me. Yeah. And it's difficult. Yeah. You know, it's lonely. And like you said, thinking about, you know, what if something happened? How long would it take for somebody to know that, you know, I haven't been to work or you you haven't talked to me in a few days? But I mean, I totally understand what you're saying. And just for people who are listening, you have to work on you and know your value because a person is not going to give you value. Yeah. So you have to just fight through it and just keep praying and know your worth know that there is somebody out there who God has for you and it finally just came to a point where I just said Lord I'm open fix what needs to be fixed in me give me the strength to keep going give me that confidence for you know to wait for who you have for me and I just started putting things in the Bible just put it even the Bible at our church. We have, a you know, the Bible at the altar. And I just put my prayer in that Bible. And suddenly, you know, this guy <laughs> came along. And when we got together, it was just real. It was genuine. And it's kind of I don't want to say it's like they say when you walk into a house that you want, you know, it's yours. Yeah, that's how I felt when I met him. It was like this 
relief where I felt like I could breathe. Yeah. Where, yeah. I mean, I kissed a lot of frogs. Like, I dated a lot, though, you know, people I thought were the ones, but ended up not being. Yeah. And then when I met him, it was like, wow, this is this is it. And I and I hear that. I hear that from girlfriends that verbatim says mm. and then but what I'm so excited for here lately is that spirit has been telling me that yeah like he's coming yeah. just know he's coming yeah he's coming. And I'm like oh my word I'm just gonna wait yep. I'm just going to wait and I'm not going to allow the BS any longer mm-hmm. yeah and that's the shift that has occurred mm-hmm. because when I'm such a forgiving person. Mm-hmm. Like me too. Me too. People don't know that about me, but they think I'm so hardcore. I have such a huge heart and mm-hmm. I'm such a forgiving person. My brother tells me all the time, why you be giving people so many chances to show you who they are? Because people can change. Absolutely. And I want to give them the benefit of mm-hmm. the doubt. Mm-hmm. But not to say that I, that will change about who I am, my character, but it's just there's a feeling inside of me sometimes when I'm dealing with somebody, especially when I'm dating a man, that it's a it's 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 a clear red flag. Whatever the red flag is, mm-hmm. I will get this feeling in the pit of my stomach or like up my back. Mm-hmm. It'll just if you're lying to me, if you're dishonest, if you're too ego, if you have habits that just don't sit well mm-hmm. with me, if what you told me two days ago doesn't match what you're saying to me right now, like all these. So now when that feeling comes, I don't have any more room mm-hmm. to say, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. If you trigger me in any kind of way, and all people have triggers, mm-hmm. I can't. Mm-hmm. I have an uncle who's uh, my past unk. Yeah. We had a conversation just yesterday and, I, and he was like, what else do you need? He just hit me up yesterday. He was like, what else do you need me to pray for you about? I feel like there's more that you didn't tell me. And I, and I broke it down. I was like, I attract emotionally unavailable men and I don't want to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. I attract men that are married. They're in relationships. They're in committed girlfriend, boyfriend mm-hmm. type. They mm-hmm. live. They're secretly gay. I attract men that are not available. I know where that stems from. I know, I know where that stems from, but I don't want to keep attracting them anymore. He just said to me the other day, he said, the man that is for you is going to be sent to you to heal you, to further heal you. It's not the other way around because that's what comes to me a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's because I'm a healer and it's because I'm light and it's because I'm God inside of me. And I know that, Mm -hmm. that not from an arrogant space, but I'm just saying like, I'm connected to that. Of course. So, so people that are broken find me okay and they want the light Mm -hmm. but you can't always pour into people to the point of depletion right you need somebody if they are not capable of pouring back into right yep so me not wanting to be depleted translates into no room or tolerance for bs yeah i can't pour into you and I won't tolerate whatever crap you're bringing to the table. So, no, I'm good. And that's all about self-reflecting, knowing who you are and what you will and will not stand for. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I was one of those emotionally unavailable men. And before I met her, I was a bachelor through and through. Bachelor life, bachelor pad, bachelor car. Had my dogs, had no room for a woman except for what I wanted them for. So then I 
then I got to a point because that became draining to me. And then I went from the bachelor life to just being single, have somebody around here and there, here and there, here and there. Um, but it wasn't until like maybe a year or so before I met her where I figured out that I have to stop hurting and damaging women for what's wrong with me. Yeah. So before I really seriously want to get into a relationship, I had to fix myself. Mm-hmm. I had to figure out what my failures were and, and you know, warning that I, I, were, I wasn't some bad relationships, personality conflicts or whatever, whatever. But there were, were even more where I was just bringing people in just to do my thing and just be done with them. And, and I, would, I would hit them hard. So, like, if, if they would tell me something, because women, women will tell you something that they think you want to hear. Like, if I said, well, I, you know, I'm just chilling, I'm kicking it. And men do that, too. Yeah. Throw that out there. Well, I mean, yeah. if I say that, they'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm not looking for anything either. Then, like, within a month, they'll start yeah. switching. I'm like, you got to go there because that's not what you said. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or vice versa. Or, mm-hmm. you know, if somebody's trying to come over my house late an hour to, you know, whatever. And I'm like, no, you got to go. You don't, you don't call me. I call you. You're the jump off, not me. <laughs> And that's and I would I, I even told a chick I said you don't call me for that I call you so you're you're exed I mean that's how rough I was and they're and they are that way yeah yeah out here yeah wow and and I mean so demeaning yeah yeah and so it's it's like I I I'll meet men that are not quite that harsh mm-hmm. but I coming off of something like that mm. and they're like. You're damaged. And I'm like, you have no idea what it is like out here. Wow. You do not know. Yeah. And it and it's I hate to say it too though, but and I don't want to be this way, but I've picked up some of y'all's tendencies. Yeah. And it's a defense mechanism. It mm-hmm. is. So then, you know, when you're quiet and you're sitting by yourself and you're thinking, I've been hurt. And I've been through a lot of things, and this is why I am the way that I am. But then, then you hear God say, "So does that justify you hurting that person that way?" Right. So you got to really look at yourself. Exactly. You know. So <laughs> I'm glad you found her. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need none, none of that energy. No. Right. No. No. Energy. Yeah. I mean, did you, my eyes got so big when he just said. I can't believe you said that to somebody. I mean, it's great that you can admit, you know, it was wrong. Yeah. You've you've learned, you've changed. Mm-hmm. But wow. Yeah. 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 And I and I've had I've had men say the same thing to me. Don't call me. I'll call you. And right. I'm like, I bet you don't. Right. Wow. Bet you don't. Man. Just, and I mean, and I just you know, I just want women listening. You don't have to accept and tolerate that. Like you are better than that. Think more of yourself. Know that you don't deserve that. Don't settle. If somebody wants to talk to you and treat you that way, it's not the person for you. And you just have to endure, you know, just don't settle for anything like that. I think women, though, also need to be honest about the fact that their vagina and the the ability to orgasm from another man, Mm -hmm. from another, you know, individual is directly attached to the heart. Your heartstrings. So stop moving in a space like you can move that way. Exactly. And then 
like like you said, she came at you and said, "Yeah, that's what I'm looking for too." You are lying, God. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I don't I don't know a woman that's single that can with a straight face say, <laughs> "I don't want anything except a jump off situation." Right. You are lying Absolutely. because even if that's the case, after a month or so, yeah, your emotions are involved. Yep. Emotional because creatures. That is an energy exchange. Yep. And if you are allowing that man aside of you, protected or not, I do not care. It's mm. not my business. Right. It doesn't matter though because that's people that are connecting you are two people that are connecting Mm -hmm. so for you to even lie like you can move like that you cannot you can't you cannot so be that honest with yourself Mm -hmm. i just i just told a fellow the other day who the heat is crazy but i will not Mm. what is it you know i gotta do this i gotta do that i said your lack of communication your lack of consideration for my time i said those things are triggers for me Mm -hmm. Uh, you not following through on your word, those things are triggers for me. I I can't trust you to be vulnerable and Mm. you're already letting me know I can't be safe with you. Right. And I know it's going to be crazy. So I'm not going to lay with you because my vagina is attached to my heart. Right. He couldn't say nothing. He did not have (laughs) a rebuttal. He was quiet for like solid five seconds and I let it hang in the air. I want you to really hear Think about that. Let it sink in. Exactly. I want you to really hear what I'm saying to you. So, no, we can't move no further because I will get attached. And if you treat me like crap, I can't be responsible for mm-hmm. how I might react. Mm-hmm. And I don't even want to put myself in a position to be taken out of character. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know, and be all upset and things. <laughs> I'm just like, we're too old for that. Like, Yeah. So what did he say after that long? I haven't heard. We used to call we used to call <laughs> them won't. long pregnant pauses. <laughs> what? I don't know where that came from. Long pregnant pauses. Yeah, I used to have a leader who would say that. I'm I'm kind I'm fine with comfortable or I'm comfortable with pregnant pauses, and we just started pregnant. saying it. It's filled, it's filled with a lot. It's birthing an idea, mm, maybe a new okay. idea for you, sir. Not you. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> for this brother, I'm talking to. Yeah. But you clearly need to understand. Good school no, I him. He stopped, he stopped communicating. He didn't have much to say. I really want to see you. I said, what you mean you really want to see you? What what happened to the date that we were supposed to go on? You never called. You never communicated. You didn't respond to my attempts. I stopped attempting. I said, so you think that you can just text me? And I'm going to jump. Nope. Yeah. At 10 o'clock at night, talking about you want to mind some of my business, you better go find some of yours. Mm. Right. Yeah. I'm like, I I just, so then it's, it's that there too. I find strength every time I don't settle. Mm Mm-hmm. I find more and more strength every time. And what I believe is that I'm starting to learn the lesson. And that's why it's not coming to me anymore gotcha. like that. Because God would send a new fella. I've been single eight years now. Divorced for eight years. And send a new fella, same situation. Send a new fella, same situation. Send a new fella, same situation. Man. Send a new fella, same situation. And I'm like, something has to give here. Yeah. This is a me thing. This isn't y'all. Although y'all are screwed up. This is screwed. you like, how you're treating me is yeah. not cool. Mm-hmm. But why am I attracting same situation? So now that I'm like firm, mm-hmm. firm on it. Like, no, no, no. We won't do that. We don't have any tolerance. No room for that. It's immediately removed. And I'm like, okay, so you're going to start sending me quality soon. I'm going to know it. And I know I'm going to know it, like you said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know I'm going to know it when I meet him. Like, Boom. Yeah. I can take my cape off. Yes. Yes, girl. Yes, queen. (laughs) 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 
<laughs> anyway, let me ask you this. How you said your son's 23 now? Mm-hmm. How do you, because he's at that age where everything is everything. With social media, everything is everything for them. Yeah. He's in that space where he's getting a lot. Yeah. He's Is he in college? No. Well, he he's still in that space. Whether he's in college, whether he's working, he's an adult. Yeah. He's past 18. Yeah. He has to be responsible for himself. So how do you school him or not to be like the men that you're attracting? First of all, he is like them, <laughs> which is horrible. Wow. Right? Um, but he hears me in certain instances. My son's life is getting ready to change. His daughter is coming in two months. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And... I tell him you're going to have girls because of how you've treated women. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and, I, and, and my next statement is not to like place any blame or anything. And we've healed through the situation. His, his father and I are in a way better space than we've ever been in life. But uh, his dad was abusive and like that. Um, and, and my first experience with a man was with my father. My father was that way mm-hmm. with my mother. Okay. You know what I mean? So what I tell my son all the time is you need to be conscious of what you're doing and how you're moving. Yeah. Um, God's going to bring you a little girl for that reason. Boop, here we are. Mm. And we're here to break cycles. Yes. And he hears me on that. Because there'll be times where he's talking to me about his girlfriend and the situation that he's in with her mm-hmm. and this baby coming. And my son is a provider. Um, and he's in, in, and he, his work ethic is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And so there are really good things that he's gotten from me and his father. Okay. And then there's some cycles that we weren't able to break, but it's now it's on him. And mm-hmm. I tell him, like, I, I broke the cycles I was supposed to break with you. And it's evident in mm-hmm. a lot of the ways that I see you moving. Uh, but there's some cycles that haven't been broken. And now it's your turn. And you're going to break them because as soon as that little girl is born and as soon as you lay eyes on her, it's going to shift your entire perspective on life yes. and how you're moving. So... Where I used to like lose a lot of sleep, wanting to instill in him things that I didn't want. I didn't want to raise a son that another person's daughter had to heal from. I didn't want to do that. Yeah. So I would be in his ear and I'd be in his ear and I'm trying to teach you and I'm trying to teach you. I remember praying and asking God to afford the same grace that you afford me. Can you please extend that to my son? And I literally heard God laugh in my ear. He got his own grace. He don't need your grace. Okay. I got him. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Yeah. And now, <laughs> my bad, you know? So, and now I, I see that that's, that's in fact what's happening. It, I instilled within in him what what I needed to and what I've been able to do. And then I'm also walking the talk. Gotcha. Yep. So I'm, I'm, I'm being the example, mm-hmm. you know, and then even though me and his dad didn't make it, his father with his wife and his two sons is walking the talk okay. and we come together as a family and we have conversations and we talk to him about some of the things that he's doing and some of the choices that he's made and how he's come through so far from when he was young okay. and, and we, and we still instill in him and, mm-hmm. and just pour into him, even though he's 23. But I didn't. I don't have to do it as much anymore because God is giving him his own life experiences mm-hmm. that is allowing him to turn into the man that he's intended to be. Mm-hmm. And that's this little girl is a big part of that. Okay. Super stoked about her. Yeah. Grand yeah. girl. Yeah, because I feel a lot of problems. Because I have no problem calling my dudes out on anything. Even my boys know that, and I think a lot of men personally. I think a lot of men today are weak and fraudulent. 
Because my because accurate. Because <laughs> my ba- my pedigree, my dad was no joke. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. as as a father, as a man. So you know, even though I had my little flight time, I knew what it was and I knew what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I know which direction I'm going because I saw it. I saw it with him. I saw it with my grandfather. And from the stories I heard about my grand, my great-grandfather, I knew my pedigree was solid. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of dudes are missing out on that mentorship, mm-hmm. whether it's there, – there, there are a lack of fathers, but sometimes good uncles, good cousins, or anything, they're just missing out. And I used to use the phrase when I worked in the schools and, and – uh, rec centers you want to grow up to be a young man or you want to continue to be an old boy mm-hmm. and a, a lot of cats didn't get that at first and then they had to think about it i'm like you're gonna be an old man acting like a, a 10 year old mm-hmm. for the rest right. of life because you can't deal with your mommy issues and things like that and, and i just think there's a, a lack of kingship going on these days which is scary because we're old yeah yeah so who's ushering in that next generation mm-hmm. you know what i mean so then that that terrifies me because grand girl will eventually be yes. uh, a 30 year old woman, mm-hmm. a 45 year old mm-hmm. woman. I have friends that are 55 years old that are having the same issues that I am at 42, same issues that my niece is having at 25 with men. Men. Yep. So it's yeah. like it doesn't matter where you're at, you know, which generation it, it has been like we've been being picked away at. For so many years, mm-hmm. you know, the fabric of, you know, I mean, our people, like our, our communities, mm-hmm. that pff, drastic change needs to happen. And I, I don't see that happening. So it's scary. You yes. know, it is scary. Um, it's yeah, I I'm only one person like I used to want to save the whole world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but just like you said, this generation of just social media and what is it, though? Because I'm not on social media. <laughs> Everybody knows that. But just like, you know, these these TikTok videos and this yeah. these women posting pictures of themselves and men thinking it's okay and women are supposed to act and dress that way and yeah. there's no more like personal intimacy intimacy. It's oh. always just this phones, you know, what's up, sup, you know, texting and where's this in-person communication yeah. and like I don't know how we get away from that. It's just like that's the yeah. way the world is moving. Yeah. And it's and it, and it, so it's so frustrating, right? Cuz you're like I go back and forth about this all the time too within myself and then when I'm with my friends and we're talking about it, how do you meet people even these days? Right. So that's that there's that, you know, like the only way that I'm supposed to meet a mate is through Tinder? <laughs> Absolutely. And I mean, everybody knows our story. Like, I, we only met because a friend made me sign up for, what was it? OkCupid.com. Okay OkCupid. Okay we had a girls night in um, and she fishing. made her, she made her husband leave. <laughs> so it was like, <laughs> we were, we were in just, you know, having a couple drinks and we set up a profile because I was like, how do you meet people if it isn't by word of mouth anymore? And I don't want to do this social media thing to meet people and she dragged me into doing it and you know I was blessed you know I met him quickly I wasn't on there long but I'm like I didn't want to do it yeah and it's like how do you do it like I got got on the same reason because a friend of mine was like just do it and I was like I'm so old school in my mind I feel like 
it's still going to happen organically at the grocery store. Yep. Or maybe at the gas station. That's what I used to think. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, may, and, and, and if I, because I'm big on visualization and I'm mm-hmm. big on manifestation and I believe in the power of, of your thought mm-hmm. and what you put out there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if I'm manifesting him, if I can feel what it'll feel like to have the kind of love that I want, mm-hmm. then it will come to me. And I can't not believe that because if I let go of that hope, oh, despair. Yeah. And I don't want to be, I don't want to spiral. Mm-hmm. So I have to hold on to it. And I and I have met men organically. Um, but as a whole, we're just so over-sexualized as a society. Yes, that's the point. Yes. It's just like, and, and, I, and I'm uh, a sapiosexual. Like if you can't, if you can't stimulate my mind. Yeah. Chain responding to you. Right. It's right. not even going to get there. Mm-hmm. So what What can we talk? Can mm-hmm. we have a conversation? Yep. You know? And and sometimes I might be busy. Sometimes I can't talk to you right now. Sometimes that, but that doesn't mean I won't make the time. Right. People are so quick to be like, it needs to happen right now. I met you today. Tonight, <laughs> I want you in my bed. Exactly. Tomorrow morning, I, you're my woman. Uh, the next day, I want you to meet my parents. Then mm-hmm. I want you to help me graze my kid. And I'm like, oh, no, pump this the is, brakes. This <laughs> happened in a seven day span. Can we go on a date? Yep. And that's like when we met and the thing that got me, of course, you know, you put, you know, you have your pictures and profiles and um, the first thing <laughs> that got me with him, it was the question they asked, what is the first thing that people notice about you? And, you know, People will say, like, my smile or my eyes. This dude said, I'm black. <laughs> and I was like, First thing. Really? It's a black <laughs> guy. If it was a room of white people, black guy just walked in. And that just, it made me chuckle, the honesty. And then when he reached out to me, it was just, you know, how's your side of the internet? And it was just so. Because I got game. N- Whatever. It was just <laughs> natural and, and honest and just humble. And it, there were no games attached. And we just talked. And it wasn't, okay, meet me here now. We just had conversation after conversation to get to know each other. And then when we finally met, it was just a little quick date meeting at Barnes & Noble for hot chocolate and cookies. And it developed into something from there. And it wasn't rushed. Like you said, you know, you met me here, come here tonight. I mean, we talked for weeks before we even met in person. Right. So. It was weeks before we even kissed. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it just, we connected and it was just like, fine. I was like, dad, when is he going to kiss me? And. She I I made the first yeah I did I'm like you gonna give me some sugar but um, <laughs> I say all that to say even though we started on social or is that considered social media yeah. on the internet it still became organic and developed and can, from there and it can yeah if that's your intent yes yeah so then you also have to match up with that too like what right. is your intention so then I I'll I'm so direct. And I and I I struggle with like balancing being who I am naturally, which is a direct person mm-hmm. and and bubbly and outgoing and can have a conversation. I can talk to anybody, and not being viewed as assertive because of that. When it comes to trying to attract a mate, mm-hmm. because I get that a lot. I either hear you're too assertive, you're too aggressive, 
you won't let me lead, or you have a problem with, it. you know, all these assumptions. Mm. You know, it's going to be our ending topic. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, pro- you, yeah, you, have, you have a problem with letting me lead, or what? You know, just just a lot of assumptions because that's not the case. If I don't, if I feel like I'm safe with you, and that you're not going to lead me into a fire or into a brick wall, I absolutely will let you make all the decisions, mm-hmm. how we're moving, where we're going. Like I will let you lead. But show me that's what you're capable of. Right. Right. You know, if I don't feel <laughs> yep. safe with you, how, how, no, I'm not. It's not, it's not going to happen. Yeah. But yeah, I struggle with that because I, I, I get that a lot. Or if I'm just chill, then I'm stuck up. Oh, and I'm goodness. like, what, what do y'all want? Like, which one do you want? What do you want? What do you want, fella? I'm, I'm like, <laughs> we have more to our personalities than just this one sided. Either I'm assertive or I'm stuck up. But you, as a man, have to be willing to, to take the layers exactly, back. Exactly. If you take the time to talk to me and really get to know me, mm-hmm. I will. I mean, just I will just bloom in front of you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just I will just be such a soft, feminine female mm-hmm. and I didn't even know that I had that in me anymore until recent situations where I'm like you could have been a good choice but there was this that and the other and that's just not we, it's just not going to work mm-hmm. out we're in two different spaces in mm-hmm. life but in that time thank you because what you showed me is that I'm still capable mm-hmm. of being a woman yes and the presence of a man mm-hmm. so now that I know that once you get a taste mm-hmm. you're like oh I need this in my life yes I need this in my life this isn't, this is going to work out with you, but thank you for like waking me up. It will work what out. even like. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And even, even when I said there's like a lack of kingship where, you know, they don't have the mentorship, mentorship, they don't, they also don't know how to treat or politic or even talk with women like you two who, in my thinking, are on a level of, of queens. And I'm going to even go back to when we first met. We met at a video shoot. I was only dude surrounded by like 20 women. So I was in heaven. Of course. But I, the whole time, I talked to Tamika. I talked to Luna. I talked to Ashley. Mm -hmm. And I talked to Olivia. Mm -hmm. Because they were on a different level than these half-naked women. More than just. Because that's. mm -hmm. What I'm attracted to, women who have who have an energy, who have a power, who are doing. Not saying anything bad about them, but that's cool to look at. But that's you not substance. where's the substance at. Yep. Right. Yeah. So the whole time I had conversations with them. And them I just looked at. And I think that's a problem with a lot of guys. They want they want trophies, but they yes. don't they don't want queens. And when I say queens, when I see like Michelle Obama. When I see, and, I, and I'm going to say to somebody, I'm like, what are you talking about? When I see like Hillary Clinton or Tracy Ellis Ross, mm-hmm. when I say them, I mean, as far as their energy, what they're doing with mm-hmm. themselves, who they yeah. are, what's mm-hmm. their position. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even though Tracy Ellis Ross might um, do some videos in a bathing suit, but when she shuts that down, what is she doing? Mm-hmm. She's doing stuff in the community. Yeah. She's talking. She's being uh, positive for women. She's mm-hmm. leading this, this, that, and the other. And those are the type of women that I myself are attracted to. And I think a lot of men run away from and say, you're pushy. You got an attitude problem. Mm-hmm. You won't let me leave. Yep. And did all the stuff you said. And I'm like, you guys don't want to put in the work right. for these queens. Because I told my one dude, I said, dude, most important piece on the chessboard 
is the queen. And her job is to protect the king. These other pawns, their job is to get ate up. And that's what they're doing. Right. right. Huh? And you keep messing with the pawn. I had this conversation with a guy on the internet on this guy's page that uh, we're not allowed to say his name. Absolutely not. But the topic was, guess people people are trying to sign a, a petition to have him removed from the internet. Because Did I send that to you? Oh, I they are? You. I sent that to my barber. I just saw I, that the other day. Yeah, they're trying to remove him from the internet. They got 10,000 signatures. Yeah. Well, sign me up. Yeah, because of something happened. I, some, something violent happened in one of the relationships. So I just jumped in. I said, well, I don't know about... Wait, something happened in his relationship? No, one of the relationships, I guess somebody was... That was list taking his advice. Oh, okay. You'll have to school me offline. Yeah. yeah. So I just put in there, I said, um, I don't know about his rhetoric causing violence, but I said, you know, a lot of what he says can be damaging in a relationship as far as, far as the dynamics in a relationship. So this guy fired back and said, no, nah, it's been happening too long, this, this, that, and the other. So I didn't say anything. So this other guy came in and said, uh, he's trying to get them on a Kim Kardashian level. And trying to show women how to be there and how the men to get them. So I came back. I'm like, who made Kim Kardashian the status quo for women, especially women of color? Hmm. And I'm like, if, if, right. if, if you haven't noticed, she can't keep a man, her or her sisters. Or Jennifer Lopez. Which is right. her best friend. Right. Oh, so, really? Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> J Lo and Kim Kardashian are best friends and I was just I was just comparing that whole situation. I was like, right. them wow. chicks can't keep a dude, man. Right. You know, everybody wants to put them on the status quo, but I'm like, they're in and out of bad relationships all the time. All the time. But that speaks volumes to like where we're at as a society when it comes to what a healthy relationship looks like, if that's the comparison. Right. right. No wonder it took you as long as you did to find him. Mm-hmm. No wonder I'm still struggling. Right. I got a friend who's 55 years old, beautiful. Maybe she's 52. Beautiful black woman. Successful, everything. Smart, dope, efficient, mm-hmm. right? Been single 16 years. Wow. You know? I just know a lot of sisters that are just getting older, and the older they get, the more disconnected they get from what the expectation is because it's so unrealistic. It is. And then, you know, the, I'm, I don't know why men can't see through that. Like, and, I just... and it's interesting you said that because as they're getting older, they feel like they have to compete with these younger trophies by getting these surgeries and things like that and then exposing themselves on the internet. You're still not getting the guy you want. You yeah, put you yeah. putting the the goods on the screen, and for a man, we've got a one track mind. If that's what you're gonna show me, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. So don't show this to me. Bring me in the house and expect me to work, because I'm not doing it. Yeah, or even you have something pending with a good one. You do that, and then you damage your chances right. of progressing in something. And that and that that's that's a real thing too. Like. Energy is a real thing. Mm-hmm. So women that are walking around here, ego-based, arrogant enough to think that you can move in the space like men do and think that that's not going to come back and bite you mm-hmm. is inaccurate. You are not a man. Mm-hmm. Don't move like that. Right. You know, like it's we I went out last night. Uh, 
I don't look my age, but I am my age. <laughs> um, out last night with some some young ladies that are um, probably about eight to ten years younger than me, okay. and we're somewhere, you know, out kicking or what have you. And um, I, I don't ever dress provocatively, mm-hmm. but I am fly. Yeah, because you can together. be fly yeah. without yeah. showing all, all booty yeah. boobs and yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's an all-white party. <laughs> no, right? It just it makes me mad, right? Yeah. <laughs> it does me, too. It really does bother me. Yeah. And I'm like, man, stuff that in. Like, what are you Ooh. doing? Like, why are you falling out all over the place? But what what made me really just sit back and look at how everybody was interacting with one another is just, like, the chicks that, you know, everything was hanging out. And, you know, they're bent over and they're acting a fool. And... They're all on. I had to tell the one chick a couple of times. Don't put none of this on social media. Mm. Mm. Don't take no pictures of me. Don't put it on social media. Don't, 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 don't. I'll put what I want right. on there. You, know, you don't do that. But um, I was just watching the attention that was coming through. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> right. Uh, it, it. Not one man took the time to ask me how I was doing, fully dressed. But my homegirl was with me that had on something a little bit, you know, less. And she's flaunting all over the place and, you know, doing her thing. Uh, a couple. And one came at her, you know, as the evening progressed and the alcohol's flowing and uh, went to grip her up. See. But in, my, but in my head, I'm like, she was mad about it. And, I, like, and I, I didn't say anything at first, but when we went to leave to go to the next spot that we were going to, she's still talking about it. And, I, and we're in the Uber and I looked, I looked back at her like in the little mirror that I'm, you know, I'm putting on my uh, lip gloss. I said, hey, she said, yeah, I said, I, I, nobody ever deserves to be, like, touched. Yeah. Like, that's not what you want. I said, but in the same breath, you were inviting it. Look, exactly. And I, I don't sugarcoat. Mm-hmm. And it shut it down for a minute. And I could feel the energy shift. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of looked at me, and I was like, took her a minute. By the time we got to the next spot, she was like, you was right. Right. I said, man, it doesn't matter what you got going on. Says what you're wearing, none of that. I mean, you can always conduct yourself with just a little bit more, you know, tact. Yep. And then you won't invite that kind of situation. I said, or if you do invite that kind of situation, when you react in the way that you did, he won't be so confused. Mm-hmm. Mm. But she was putting it out there. So what? Why would you think he? You don't want your, you know, your behind smack. You was bent over like you wanted somebody to do something with right. that. Right. So, you know, so it's just. And I, I remember being young. And, and, I, and that's what I was thinking. I'm like, back in my college days, yeah, I'd have on a little bit drift yeah. and, you know. Have a little but, skin out. Right. But I'm like, when we get, what does that look for? I'm listening. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> I mean, but it was never anything like where I was bent over. Yeah, I'd have on a tank top or something, but. That was young. Like, we're older now. Yeah, as you get older, like, where's, you, where's the ripening at? You know what exactly. I mean? When you yeah. just get flyer. In your own skin, where yes. you don't have to be out there like that. Yes, you know I mean? exactly. Have a good time and cool, and you know, I it, we were talking about how she had on heels and she was uncomfortable, and and I just just remembered being young and like wanting that attention, mm-hmm. and and for the all the wrong wrong reasons, reasons. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're struggling out here, man. I see, I see, because I I see. <sighs> I see it at Walmart sometimes. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but sometimes, there's been a few times she pointed something out that I didn't see. I think the lady was overly bending over in the ice thing or something, just trying to present something to me. But just just how she's trying to put well, that out there. there. 
I don't even remember this. I'm like, what? I'm like, did I not do say anything? You said something. Like, I didn't notice it till she said. We were like down here and the lady was, then she was like bending all the way down to get the beef when the beef is really right there. <laughs> but just, just trying to, just try to, like you said, just trying to flaunt it out there in a way that doesn't need to be flaunted. Yeah, it's, um... It's not necessary. I think and when we get to the point where we understand our worth, mm -hmm. it's full circle. You know what I mean? I'll come yeah. full circle. Full circle. Once you understand your worth, um, you start to see changes in yourself, how you present yourself, how you dress. And then when you when you get to that point, then you start to think about who you want to attract, what kind of man you want to attract. And and I say it all the time. Um, if you you know, if you're attracted to me in sweats and a T-shirt, no makeup and I'm not done. You wait right because when he first met me i had the ugliest hairstyle i hated it when i got it <laughs> and i told him i said you know don't be alarmed but i you know i have this this hairstyle we joke about it now but puppy dog hair yes he called it puppy dog hair it kind of looked like flash dance i don't know what I, th I think I let her know that night. I said, "Yeah, I, I can tell you over that." Yeah, he said, "I can, I can tell you don't like it." Which you know, he was he was nice because I know it was it was horrible. And I even had my friend like, "Girl, come put some more water in this. See if we can loosen these curls." Like I don't know what what's going on, but I just got it done, so I wasn't about to waste my money and take it right, out. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but I mean. He was man enough to see past. I mean, but we already had a connection. So we had talked, you know, mm -hmm. weeks before then. But to not be so physical and judgmental just because I had an ugly hairstyle. He saw past what I had on, what I was wearing, what I looked like to continue to want to get to know me. Because because men have gotten caught up in that. I mean, like there's questionnaires that I get mm -hmm. all the time. Are your feet ugly? Do you have a big booty? Are you kidding that. me? Oh, all the time. I've had a man that. tell me he didn't want to date me because I had a gap in my mouth. I've had a man tell me that he wanted to date me because I had a gap in my mouth. It's so weird, man. They're so oh, weird. It's just, wow. and I'm like, you know, once you get through the questionnaire about my physical aspects, would you like to hear about my aspirations in oh life? My I'm just wondering. You know what I mean? Like the last dude I seriously dated, really, and I have known him for 25 years. So we we already had like a comrade. Yeah. There was something there. Um, incidentally, we didn't make it because I don't want to raise any more children. We didn't see eye to eye in that. Okay. But that was the fellow like let me know. I was like, oh, I want this. It's just not gonna be with you, yeah. but I do want this because mm -hmm. he showed me, you know. But yeah, he um, he was like really not into what it is that I'm doing with my life. He never asked questions about why mm -hmm. I grind the way I do or mm -hmm. what the goal is or what the ultimate, you mm -hmm. know, he just never took interest. And that really bothered me because he would want to tell me about all the things that he's he doing. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he knew that I was a resource. So uh. he would tap in and pick my brain all the time and because I understand what a partnership looks like mm -hmm. and I strongly desire that mm -hmm. in my mate of course I'm going to pour into you but it took me probably about three months and I started really like noticing that he'd never asked me I had to go to Florida to do the TEDx talk that I was talking about earlier he was supposed to go with me bought the ticket didn't show oh. didn't call to check on me to make sure I was good when I got there. 
never once asked why I was going, never asked about the content of the speech, mm. never listened to a podcast episode, never, you know, just did not, was not interested. And I, I finally just had to say, like, you, you know, having these responsibilities you have with your grandchild and having to raise her solo, that was the biggest thing. Like, I can't, I don't want to do that. Mm. But after the fact, I also told him, I said, and it was kind of because you weren't interested in me. What do I do? Something was like, I didn't even let him finish. You know what? <laughs> wow. I didn't even let him finish. Because I've always been this person. So when you knew me 25 years ago, I was doing something for myself. And I was working. And that's how we met. And you've watched me over the years progress in life. And now you're dating me. And I'm with you every day, dude. Mm -hmm. And you have no idea what I do with myself. How I earn money. How I'm paying these bills. No, we can't. We can't get down. Yeah. I mean, better three months than three years later. Oh, girl, I won't. <laughs> and I say that, too. Mm. I say that, too. Like, the quicker I can see that it's not, um, the better off I am. Mm. Yeah. Because who has time to waste? Right. Especially at this at this stage in the game. Yep. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm. So, one last tidbit, and then we always close out with this, uh, with this scripture and with this topic. The topic of the submissive wife. We already agree that a lot of men are lacking and you already alluded to the whole leadership thing. So I'm not, I'm going to just read the scripture and just give me your feedback on as far as being a, a submissive wife and a man who leads. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Ephesians chapter five, 22 to 33 wives and husbands, wives submit to your own husbands as to the Lord for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body and himself, its savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes it and cherishes it just as Christ does the church because we are members of this body. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself and let the wife see that she respects her husband. So we discussed this or just about Every guest that comes in, because yeah. it's, it's kind of the core of what we have going on. Submissive wife and the leader in the home. I mean, you hit home on it when you just said, right. show me you're not going to lead me astray or into a fire. And I don't mind leaning, falling back. So, yeah. I mean, you when he said, oh, you know, because you, you hit right on it. Yeah, you hit yeah. hit it before we got to yeah. it. But we, we understand the dynamic and we don't confuse it or say, you don't speak. It's not that type of thing. Right. It's about being the leadership in the home. I think that I, I'm a I'm gonna put this on air so that you can say. Remember when you said this? Uh huh. I deeply desire that. Mm -hmm. Let me leave with that. Mm -hmm. Deeply desire that, and I think that it's gonna start with the man moving in the image of God. Mm. And from there, women will want to be submissive. Mm -hmm. So, like, our natural state needs to come back into play. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of role reversal going on. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. With men being... We could go into it. (laughs) (laughs) We could go somewhere else with that. But I'll just say there's a lot... There's a lot of confusion as to what the role is. And Mm -hmm. if, if it starts with the man understanding who he is black white or otherwise i don't mm-hmm. care yes. then uh a lot of a lot of the crap could be eliminated from there um yeah i can't speak for other women but i'm almost 99.9% certain that it's what we want absolutely deeply desire right to um submit and know that in that submission we're being respected we're being loved mm-hmm. we're being cherished we're being uplifted yep because uh, I'm gonna tell you this, and 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 I know you're gonna agree with me mm-hmm. on this. There is nothing more satisfying than loving your man, absolutely, because he loves you, mm-hmm. <laughs> because he loves you, right? You know? And he wants the best yeah. for you. So it makes for, you want yes. to just be so nurturing. Mm-hmm. What do you need? Mm-hmm. What do you need? Yeah. I'm going to feed you. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lift you up. I'm going to pour into you. Because when you leave this home, now I am specifically talking about the black relationship. When you leave this home, they just don't like you. Mm-hmm. And I know that. Yep. And because I know that and I understand that, I want to protect you. I want you to feel like you can do anything because you know you have a solid, strong woman mm-hmm. right next to you. Like, I, I that is, yes. there is nothing mm-hmm. better than that. It is not. Yeah. And, that, and, and the fellow that I was dating, he reminded me of that. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to take care of mine mm-hmm. because he's taking care of me. Yep. You know, so it's necessary. But it, it really has to start with the man understanding, specifically the black man, understanding who he is in connection to his creator flat out and from there from there if we could if we could start there Mm -hmm. because it's like we have a ball of yarn right Mm -hmm. we got the end right here Mm -hmm. the whole ball is all wrapped up (laughs) right and it's like how do i solve humanity's problems Mm -hmm. take this and you got to find the other end well let me unravel all this we could just start there that everything else will fall into place. I, I feel like the black family would come together again, mm-hmm. stronger than ever. Mm-hmm. Our communities, all of that. If if you all just knew who you were, because we do, mm-hmm. we do. Any black man that I see, I don't care what is where he's at in life. He could be digging trash out of the out of the trash can at the BP on East Broad Street. He could be a multimillionaire in a three piece suit, driving whatever latest mm-hmm. anything. There's something about you all's energy and spirit and the way that you move that cannot be taken from you. You all walk with a certain step Mm -hmm. and style and flavor and flaws and just dope. And you all don't even know it, but we do. Mm -hmm. So it's it's heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. It really is. But if we could start there, we'd be good. We'd be Mm -hmm. golden. Me? I'm like, we could just go on bringing a part two. Keep no, it going. No, no, because no, I know she's <laughs> yeah. hungry. Me. And me. Go ahead. Sorry, sir. I appreciate you coming on here. I appreciate you having me. This was a dope conversation. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to have you back on maybe for part two or some other things related to it. 
But, uh, you know, again, we appreciate you. And, uh, Taking the time out just to come yeah. chat with us no, for a I while. No, you dropped some gems. Yeah. I needed this, though. You guys, this was an outlet, and I needed it. And I, and I realized some things about, you know, my own growth, just having this conversation. Right. And I knew that was why right. it mm-hmm. was necessary. So I'm taking all of the opportunities that God has put in before me to, like, learn who I am and sharpen up and polish up because I want it, too. Mm-hmm. Well, we are going to wrap this up. But before we do, Meek, give them your, your show again. Your email address, not your email, but well, your, for the logistics, how they get in contact yeah, yeah, with yeah, you yeah, if yeah, they yeah. want information. Yeah. IG, that. all that. Go ahead, drop that on them. Um, okay, so just on social media, Meek Perry on everything. Okay. Just make it easy. Um, I'm only on Facebook and Instagram because I just don't even have the capacity, mind capacity, to be on anything else. So you can find me on there. Um, uh, the logistics, Perry Logistics, uh, just check out the website if you ever want a consult or interested in being trained on uh, dispatching. Um, and that is uh, www.perrylogistics21.com. And then um, as far as like the podcast, threequeensofking.com. Or you can go to my website that, that carries everything. I do the public speaking, the blogging, the podcast, uh, all wrapped around uh, being able to have a conversation about um Racial divide. Mm. Um, I am meek.com. And just yeah, check me out and come with some with some genuine energy. Definitely. Yes. Because I, I can feel it when it's not and I won't tolerate anything other than that. So Right. Oh, and just because the English in me, English major, can we get a spelling for meek? <laughs> M-I-Q. <laughs> right. I am meek. Dot com. Thank you. My name's Tamika, T-O-M-I-Q-U-A. So M-I-Q. Okay. Yeah. Right. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so as always, we're gonna we're gonna end it out. So you know you can catch us, the two harks on gospelimpactradio.com every Sunday at 4 p.m. We can catch us on WNVU.org, our Sunday shows at 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. We're playing your favorite gospel, RB, hip hop, jazz, or soul. The Her has a segment called Hey Nosy. We do a lot of fun things on there. <laughs> Catch us on Twitter at M-S-T-A-J uh-huh. underscore H-A-R-K. IG is Two Harks. And don't forget <laughs> to check out our sponsor, Sons of S.P. Phillips at www.sonsofspphillips.com where they're giving style and attitude address code. Order some t-shirts. Uh, we have some blogs on there about fashion, domestic violence, mental health, and a lot of other things. If you have any questions or comments, hit us up on one of our social media platforms. We'd be more than happy to talk to you. So until the next time we see or speak, have a good one. Wait. What? Have a good one. (laughs) 98.9, the truth, Columbus and everywhere. WTRH. And I listen to the truth in its folks. Why can't I find Because I'm your wife. You can't fire me. We in this together. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth.